G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. Remember, you can hear 2020 on Vision from 10am Australian Eastern Time. This Saturday, 64-year-old veteran MAF pilot Ron Watts will attempt to set a new Australian record for the most flights in one day. He's aiming for 140. The event at the Parks Regional Airport this Saturday is the second time Ron has set out to break a flying record. But this will not only be a record attempt, but also a major fundraiser to help Mission Aviation Fellowship fund a second GA8 air van for Timor-Leste. Matt G's caught up with Ron and asked him to tell us, firstly, a little about himself. My full name's Ron Watts. Um, I'm, a, I'm a rev ordained in the Anglican Church, but that's beside the point for, for the purposes of this. <laughs> I've had a you know long association with math. We first joined in 1975. In the middle of it, while our kids were sort of growing up through school and uni, we, we came back south and I was ordained in, in the Sydney Anglican Diocese and served for about 20 years. But about six years ago, MAF hijacked me to come back and work for them. So yeah, that's what I've been doing for the last six years. When you, you talk about uh, working for MAF, what exactly are you doing? Now, you are a pilot, obviously, to be mm. conducting this world record. Obviously, you've got mm. to be a pilot, with, and by the looks of it, you've got your own aircraft. Uh, so mm. tell us a little bit about the work with MAF and how that came about moving from being an Anglican minister to being involved with MAF. Sort of the other way around. When I was in, in theological college in the early 70s, I kind of felt a fairly definite call from God into mission aviation and uh, that's a kind of a real story in itself when I finished Bible college rather than proceed into kind of pastoral ministry I decided to join MAF and so I took myself through to a commercial pilot's license and applied to MAF and was accepted for field service and so we served for a number of years up in Arnhem Land and then the last couple of years were on the Alice Springs program when it was still going. It was after I left that that I approached the Archbishop of Sydney about ordination and that happened and so I did that, that kind of ministry for about 20 years before rejoining MAF. So kind of a full circle story for you, isn't it, with your association much, with MAF? Much. I always loved aviation, even from when I was almost a toddler. Uh, you know, photographs of me playing with aeroplanes when I was really young. So it's really just been a bit of a lifelong passion, but I think for me personally, it's just been great to have been able to combine the two. Love for aeroplanes, love for Christ and um, being able to, to, to serve, you know, mission and church using aviation. Where did the idea of uh, doing a record attempt for the number of takeoff and landings. Now, I remember a few years ago talking to you about a, a bit of an event you were having at the Illawarra Regional Airport in New South Wales as a, mm-hmm. a bit of a sideline to the MAF Open Day that was happening there. Tell us a little bit about how you've come from doing your, your big takeoff and landing and setting a record there to trying to do it again and, and once again raising awareness and trying to raise some money for Mission Aviation Fellowship. Well, people might remember that when we did 
the first event in 2011, it was really to celebrate the fact that MAF had begun operating in Papua New Guinea 60 years prior. In fact, we did that flying on the exact anniversary, the 7th of May 2011, which marked exactly 60 years since the first MAF flight in Papua New Guinea, or New Guinea as it was then. Uh, this time, it doesn't quite coincide, but uh, it coincides uh, plus one day. That's 40 years since we started work in Arnhem Land. And I guess, in, in a sense, the Arnhem Land program is really close to my heart because that's where I did most of my flying. And so when we wanted to have a way of celebrating 40s, we thought, well, what better way than to do a similar thing and to set a new record? Because the intense flying for a day, in this case 140 flights, kind of uh, mirrors how busy MAF programs worldwide are. Because really, this coming Saturday when I'll be doing it, there'll be 140 MAF flights carried out worldwide. So in a sense, I'm only just keeping up with what's actually happening out there on the field. And really, they're the flights that count. They're the flights that are saving lives and uh, you know, breaking down the barriers of distance and uh, bringing people together and bringing relief, bringing the gospel, you know, hope and healing to our communities. And one of the other focuses for the event, obviously, to, as a sideline, I guess, to what you're trying to do, or rather, uh, by the sounds of it, it sounds like your... Australian record attempt is more of a sideline to highlighting the, the need for a second aircraft for Mission Aviation Fellowship in what we used to know as East Timor and these days known as Timor-Leste. One aeroplane there at the moment flying for MAF. Why is there a need for a second aircraft? Because the one MAF aeroplane that's in Timor-Leste is the only one. If it wasn't for MAF, there would be really no form of air transport in a nation of... 1.1 million people and it's it's a place where communication by surface transport is really difficult especially in the wet season so really there's, a, there's only one kind of proper sealed road across the top of the island all the rest of the roads are unmade roads or roads that are subject to the weather and easily are cut by flood or you know things like that and so the, the, the MAF aeroplane there is just a vital part of the infrastructure of the country and I really don't know how they'd be coping without it. I mean, even just from the point of view of the medical flying, we've done over 500 medical evacuations in the last six years since we've been there. When you think of how many lives probably were saved through that flying, it'd, it'd be probably hundreds and so if that wasn't, if, if math weren't there, it would be a very different story for Team Alistair. I guess it's also the matter of fact that if people are willing to donate to what MAF are trying to do in this particular situation of, of raising money for a second aircraft to work in Timor-Leste, um, chances are they're, they're possibly helping out their favourite NGO or Christian charity as well that are working in Timor-Leste. Uh, very true. Yeah, we, we do work for about 30 uh, Christian and humanitarian organisations so really, in a, in, in a roundabout way, if you're supporting math, you're really supporting the work of lots of other um, people doing very good work, not just in Team Leste, but uh, worldwide, I, I believe, MAF are serving the needs of something like 1,500 organisations. And, and, you know, you're listing things like World Vision and the United Nations and uh, the Leprosy Mission and all, all these other ones that are 
serving plus mission organisations and enabling mission work to be done in remote areas. So in that sense, if you want to support any of those organisations by supporting MAF, you're indirectly supporting all of them. Mm. And I guess it's a great testimony too to the way that uh, organisations can work together to further the notion of connecting each other and connecting people, not only by using the gospel, but by Christians getting out and, and using their own skills and passions for those very things of connecting people to each other as well as to God. And MAF have been doing that for so many years now in so many places. Really, the sun never sets on MAF operations because it truly is global and there are people uh, serving with MAF kind of 24 hours a day when you think about that in, in really out-of-the-way places. And, and that's really MAF's specialty, uh, serving in areas where it's either too dangerous or no other operators want to operate uh, or the conditions are such that people just don't want to be there. But MAF historically has been, and, and been long-term, uh, in those sorts of, of areas of the world where, where people need to... Uh, have have transport uh, and where transport via the surface can be just so dangerous, difficult, sometimes impossible. Mm. All right, well, the unique idea of a fundraiser that you're doing this weekend involves 10 hours of flying on one day. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you're actually going to be doing this uh, record and exactly where people can come and check it all out. It'll be happening at parks in central New South Wales. Uh, I'll be kicking off at 6am. I'll, I'll have a safety pilot with me, which is a requirement that I carry another commercial pilot. He, his role is just to, to monitor my performance. Uh, through, in fact, I've got three different people doing this, so it's not going to be the same person each time. But I'll be setting off for the first session of 24 flights. So I'll be uh, taking off, doing a circle of the aerodrome, landing again, not pulling up, but simply landing, releasing the, the flaps and applying power and going around again. A bit like when people first learn to fly. Circuits and bumps, they call it. And it's a pretty standard sort of flying for training organisations. So uh, 24 of these circuits and I'll have a bit of a break, refuel and, uh, and, and keep going. And uh, keep going until... Hopefully we achieve, achieve 140 flights, probably concluding between 4.30 and 5 o'clock. Wow. 140 flights this weekend in parks. Uh, open to the public, obviously, to come and uh, check it all out and also, I guess, to uh, have an opportunity to find out more about who MAF are and what they're doing. Would that be about right? Yeah, my word. We will have an MAF display out at the aerodrome, the display trailer, flight simulator. There'll be a sausage sizzle going at the aero club. There will be an, uh, one of these air van aircraft available for people to inspect, uh, exactly the same as the aircraft we're sending uh, to Timor-Leste, so people can check that out. And there'll be stuff for the kids to do. We've got a Facebook competition running for them, a trial instructional flight as the prize, uh, face painting and, and MAF people to talk to. So it's not the sort of thing probably you go out there all day for, but you certainly come out and, and spend an hour, uh, chat to us, stuff for the kids to do, check out the aeroplanes, 
if you're lucky, you might catch me on the ground briefly, but <laughs> I won't be spending too much time on the ground during the daytime. And then towards the end of the day at about 4.30, uh, I know the Mayor of Parks will be coming out and there may be, uh, may be the TV crew and, and we'll wrap up the day. And then uh, actually that evening, if people would like to do so, we're having an MAF potluck dinner at the Parks Christian School, uh, 6 to 6.30. It's just a bring and share thing. Um, pretty laid back, uh, and there'll be a, another opportunity to find out more about MAF in the context of a, like an evening meal together. And our our CEO of Math Australia, that's Michelle Dory, she'll be there, um, and, and speaking about math, and I'll be there. And young Matt Alcorn, who's a local parks man who currently flies with MAF in Arnhem Land, Matt will be down for the weekend as well. In fact, he's one of my safety pilots for the day. So it's pretty much a full day out there at Parks this coming Saturday the 2nd. All right. Well, Ron Watts, good luck with your attempt, good luck with the fundraising, and we'll look forward to hearing how it all uh, turned out next week. Thank you very much for the opportunity of uh, being able to share this, and um, we're uh, hopeful that we will raise enough to fully place that second aircraft in Timor-Leste. Ron Watts, he's attempting a uh, big record this weekend of 140 flights in one day, uh, probably about 10 hours of flying at the Parks Airport. You can get down, check it out, find out more about Mission Aviation Fellowship and uh, maybe witness a few laps of Ron in his aircraft. Ron, thanks very much for your time. It's my my pleasure, Matt, and and, uh, people can uh, check it out on our MAF website and donate there. In fact, if you just Google Sponsor Ron, Sponsor Ron, you will um, probably, it'll probably take you straight there. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.